Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. everyone and welcome to the best damn camp a raw anniversary long analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by rick Riordan in timeline order i'm your host ryan and welcome to the show today we continue our timeline journey with the last olympian chapter 17 i sit on the hot seat and chapter 18 my parents go commando before we dive in i want to let you guys know that in the episode show notes our resources to help support the Stop Asian Hate Movement, Black Lives Matter, and Trans Lives Matter movements also. These things are still happening in the world, there is still too much hate going on, and there are many ways to help support to kind of fight and combat against it. I don't have all links and resources, I've got as many as I feasibly could find. Um, I'm always looking for new things as well, so if you guys have any links and resources that you think will be useful, do let me know and I will share them in the episode show notes also. Alongside that is also a link to um, mental health resources and phone lines that you can call if you are in need of support. That link is for pretty much everywhere in the globe. So if you are from somewhere where there isn't a place that you know of, it is likely that that will be linked on the website of someone and somewhere you can call if you need help. Mental health and mental health awareness is important. Please be sure that you are looking after yourself. I went on hiatus recently. I've recently come back because my mental health is failing and I want to make sure that you guys are looking after yours as well. So yes, if you want to support Stop Asian Hate, Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter and look after your mental health, all resources are in the episode show notes. Just wanted to get that out there because I feel it is important and I hope you guys are all looking after yourselves and doing your best to help make the world a better place. Now to dive into something hopefully that will kind of take our minds off things for a little while before we go back in to help change the world. I've got my points to focus on for these two chapters and today we've got characters, relationships, mythology and generally what I thought of it. But to begin, here's the synopsis. Selena's truth is revealed, but now isn't the time to face it. With a romantic drama, battles coming at them from every corner, our heroes are overwhelmed. When an unlikely ally arrives, the time to face the enemy has arrived. The time to face the enemy is here. And that is the synopsis for these two chapters. So let's just go straight into it with chapter 17. I sit on the hot seat. And here is the overview for chapter 17. Selena is revealed to be the spy before dying in Clarice's arms. Clarice is a terrifying boss and buys them some time. Our trio reunite and head up to Olympus, ready to prepare themselves for Kronos. Rachel meets Hestia and Percy gets dumped. With a quick chat with Dad, Typhoon, wait with what? 
with a quick chat with dad oh yeah no I got really confused and I was like wait is, did I get confused because I was talking to my dad on the phone <laughs> um with a quick chat with dad typhoon may be stopped of course one good thing equals another bad to follow as Kronos leads the army towards them and that is the overview for chapter 17 and I want to dive in first two characters and in this case Selena. Now unfortunately I have a lot of negative things to say about the presentation of Selena in this chapter. So Selena is the spy. She is the one who's been feeding the information to Luke and the enemy forces from however long we've known that there's been a spy which I think was from Titan's Curse. I think it was Titan's Curse. But <sighs> I hate the reasoning so much for why she joined Luke's side. He was handsome and nice to her. That that was it. And then afterwards, blackmail. Blackmail part, justified. Because, you know, blackmail's awful. But she joined his side because he was cute, basically. No! There were so many other good reasons to put in why she joined Luke's side. The biggest one... Aphrodite and even Kemp Halfblood looks down on Aphrodite and the Aphrodite demigods. That that is a huge thing right there. The fact that Aphrodite is seen as she's basically disrespected as a god. It would make so sense for Selene to have been easily turned away from the camp because the camp didn't respect her and her siblings anyway, so why would she want to support them? The gods have abandoned us, Aphrodite's hated, and Luke saw her, saw that she was more than just an Aphrodite child. Obviously, manipulation in general, but having that element of the fact that she was seen for something more than what people pursue, uh, assumed Aphrodite kids were like, that would have been so, so much better. But no, it ends up being materialistic and honestly, just a teeny little bit sexist sounding that the only reason an Aphrodite kid would join the enemy is because one of them's cute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate that so goddamn much. I hated it since the first time I read the series when I was 19. And I still hate it now. I know a lot of people disagree with it, so I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on it in general. Um, drop me an email about it. I want to know if you guys agree that this is just ridiculous. But then add in the fact as well, so Luke promised that Charlie would never get hurt. But then we add in the fact that she kept going and giving information after Charlie died. And yes, I know we had the whole thing of she being blackmailed, but like, the moment that the man that she supposed, well, boy, he's technically a boy, the boy that she supposedly loves has been killed by the man who promised he would never kill him or hurt him. She wouldn't have. She shouldn't have been afraid of being outed as a spy because the person that she was in love with, the only leverage thing that she had to keeping her afloat, is gone. Like so, Luke lied to her, and then she carried on giving him information. It just doesn't make any logical sense. It's just, it makes everything that she's done feel so less reasonable. Like it just feels like a really petty, petty reason. And it's so distasteful towards her character, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> which is why I kind of half get why people were just like, oh yeah, I don't think Selena deserved a redemption for, you know, 
fighting the dragon, even though people give Luke the redemption, and I'm so, oh, wait, hold on, that's a little bit of a spoiler. Um, <laughs> like, people will say that Selenia doesn't deserve a redemption, and like, people like Snape, for example, in Harry Potter, he deserved his, when he basically kind of did the same thing. Anyway, it's just, you know, don't appreciate it. <sighs> but to move on from that, so I don't rant any further. <laughs> um, I want to go on to relationships now, actually, particularly the love triangle situation of Percy and Rachel and Annabeth. I hate it all so much. I hate it. This chapter makes it so much worse. Um, so, okay, minor sort of spoilers for what happens later on. So, we know what's building up with Percy and Annabeth at this point. We know something is going to happen there. This moment when Rachel, in front of her Hestia and stuff, basically says... Yeah, there's nothing that's going to happen between us. Basically breaking up with him. To the point that he he takes it as a breakup. And he's upset and confused and disappointed. It then... I know this isn't what it's intended, but it feels like that way. Um, it makes it feel like the Percy and Annabeth situation seems like she was just a backup. The person that's rejected him, or he can no longer have them. Oh... There's someone else now, so that's fine. It feels like that. Like, it's like Annabeth is sort of the consolation prize because Rachel is doing something else instead now. I don't know. I just, I'm really kind of uncomfortable with it that she breaks up with him, even though they weren't together, and that whole conversation happens, and then there is the insinuation of Annabeth and Percy's sort of stuff going on. Like, it feels really. Uh, and I'll go into it a little bit more when we kind of get to that section because this continues further. So, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that later. But also, I want to bring up the fact as well that he's insulted kind of by the fact that she has quote-unquote dumped him and thinks the reason why she's doing this is because he isn't meant to be the hero. And I'm like, oh my God, Percy, your ego. Your ego needs to chill. <laughs> um, I just, I don't appreciate this whole thing at all. But yeah, I'll talk about it more later in the later chapters, and I think it's only in the next section, or so, the, not the next chapter, the next episode of this, because, oh my god. But moving on to something that I think is really interesting, this is going into mythology, and particularly the story of Achilles and Patroclus. Um, so, as most people know now, um, even though it's still kind of not as well known, except for that one book that shall not be named, um, Patroclus and Achilles were gay with each other. Uh, <laughs> and Clarice and Selena's moment of Selena going in, pretending to be Clarice and dying. Clarice coming in, taking the chariot that she rode on and putting the dragon's body on the back and dragging it around as she charges the battle line, demanding the person who's responsible to come out and fight them is basically scene for scene what happens in the story of Achilles and Patroclus. They are the embodiment of this gay love story. Um, which is why I'm further annoyed by the fact that Clarice was given a random love interest in Chris. Now, I don't want to say that I don't feel that Chris is an unimportant character. I know there's lots, been lots of erasure to do with Chris, especially considering that Chris is based on his last name of I think it's Rodriguez. I don't think we hear his last name enough. Um, 
it, he's considered to be Latin American um, and people are frustrated that he is being erased and look I'm fine with his character I think Chris is actually a really interesting character he's someone who went to the opposing side and returned to the quote-unquote good guys and has sort of redeemed himself in that regards but the fact that he ends up it, like he and Clarice end up as random love interests for each other just removes his agency as a character of someone who's returned from the enemy side but also then reduces Clarice's urgency as well not agency not urgency her agency as a character considering what the scene is like symbolically representing it would have been so much more interesting if Clarice had unrequited feelings for Selena because Selena still in love with Charlie completely together not opposed to that at all and I know people don't want Clarice to be a lesbian because they're like oh but she's so butch and I'm like I'm sorry I'm butch I want a butch lesbian in this series even if it's not fully stated <laughs> just don't give her a boyfriend but Clarice having unrequited love for Selena would make so much sense firstly considering their godly parents of Aphrodite and Ares there is a connection between that sense of like there is a, this draw between love and war always but also the relationship that we've seen with them thus far as well Clarice is her protector Clarice is the one who looks after her when she's sad she's the one who's always by her side it just fits especially considering the interaction and connection to Patrocles and Achilles that it would make more sense if Clarice was in love with Selena even if she didn't return her feelings because Clarice is that sort of I think Clarice would be that person that even if she loved someone if she knows that that person loves someone else she would respect it she would never expect anything from them she would respect that relationship she would care for the person that the person she loves is with in her own way I don't know I feel that's the sort of person that she would be I'm getting slightly off topic but um Clarice Slarina Slarina <laughs> actually no let's go there that Clarina Clarina I ship Clarina I don't actually know what the ship name is I think there is one because I've seen that found out before but Clarice and Selena made sense I'm still all for Selena and Charlie I wish we'd seen more of them together but um I can see Clarice as having unrequited love towards her considering everything that happens mythology wise with the Patrocles and Achilles storyline and symbolism for this section um still love Chris as a character just wish he got to be a character on his own and not randomly put into uh, a love interest story for, for reasons that I do not understand but um that's kind of what I want to finish on because that's kind of the main things that are happening <laughs> um but yeah it's just it was an interesting chapter so let's just move on into the next one which is chapter 18 my parents go commando and here is a summary for chapter 18 Kronos has arrived and faces his son Luke makes an appearance breaking through Kronos's defense but returns in full injuring Chiron Annabeth finally lets go of Luke fully and thankfully for her Hades arrives before she gets herself killed with the underworld at arms a new problem arises the mortals are waking up in the middle of a war 
including Percy's parents. As they battle alongside demigods, our trio and Tania head up to Olympus. It's time to finish this. KO! And yes, I have watched Street Fighter. Well, I've watched a Street Fighter fan film recently. It was absolutely amazing. I'm going to link it in the episode show notes as well, actually, because it was so good. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to play that game now. Anyway, um, this was a really, really interesting character uh, <laughs> chapter. Um, and I kind of really like what that was, what was kind of coming up here and what's being shown and discussed in that sense. It's, what was the fact that the stakes are continuing to rise? It's getting a little bit irritating now, but I think this is kind of the final stake raiser um, in this book that we're kind of fully going to get. Um, but I'm really liking what's going on here. But I want to talk about characters right now, specifically starting with Hades. Um, as I said in the previous episode, um, now it's Hestia, Dionysus and Hades are the only valid gods. Yes, okay, it took convincing for Hades to come and help fight for Olympus, but, you know, rightfully so considering that he was outcasted from, you know, the gods and Olympus because of reasons, but he listened to his son, he interacts with his son, and he came to fight. He is standing with the demigods. And that says a lot about him and what he will do. And in the fact that he's also the only god that has continuous interactions with his son. Not always the most positive, we'll give you that. But the fact that he has these interactions with his son, the fact that he is involved, he lets his son live with him, the fact that he is teaching him, the fact that he is giving a lot more to him than any other god has given to any of their other kids, except maybe Dionysus, as we discussed last week. I appreciate it on many levels. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I also like uh, the sass sort of level that he comes in. Like, he, he looks terrifying. And then, like, he straight up just says to Cronus, look, you, you're you a crap dad, mate. As well as the fact that uh, he says that his father's looking younger than ever, and I just love it because, you know, he's literally in the body of a 20-something-year-old. No, he's 20, like 22, I think, isn't he? He's meant to be like around my age, I think. But no, I'm 25. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, that was a complete sidetrack. Uh, to go into other characters, actually following up from that, of mortals that are waking up, Paul and Sally. Best parents ever. Especially Paul in this. Like, I love Sally. She is my queen. Um, but Paul in this chapter, picking up a weapon with no ability to see through the mist, no knowledge of what he's doing or what he is fighting or anything like that, and helping to fight and actually doing well, that is king behaviour. Like, he is a king. Poseidon who? Poseidon who? No, nobody done care because... Paul Blowfist is a king. Um, and I will fight anyone who doesn't agree with that. Also, Paul Rudd as Paul in the Percy Jackson series. Just saying. And that's all I've got to say on that. I just, I really love Paul. I'm so glad we finally have more stuff. And the fact, actually, I just want to put this in. The fact that Percy is calling Sally and Paul his parents. Oh, 
I love it. It actually kind of made me teary-eyed. I'm just like, he's referring to porn as one of his parents. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it on so many levels. And now I'm done. And now I want to go into relationships again. And this time with Luke and Annabeth. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Annabeth has seemingly lost all hope for Luke now. We heard, saw that mentioned in the previous chapter of, not the previous chapter, previous, yeah, no, it is previous chapter. <laughs> After what happened to Selena, kind of learning what he did and the manipulation that he had over her, she's now kind of seeing his true colours and like all these horrible things that he did and how he is. And now seeing the fact that he's also attacked this man that she saw as a father, Chiron, it it's over. She's she's done. She she doesn't see him as someone that she can trust or care about anymore. But yet, there is a sense to me, and and the fact that she is so angry and so desperate and all these sort of things that Luke is still important to her, in some sense. And the fact that she is clearly still important to him as well. Like, when she attacked, Kronos slash Luke didn't kill her. He could have easily killed her. But it shows that Luke is kind of still in there somewhere. As, like, Percy thought and kind of saw a little bit of, like, the fact that he hesitated. He didn't do anything, really. He let her stab him, basically. No, not even basically. She did stab him, but obviously... Achilles curse nothing happened so there is still kind of something there there is something that is holding Annabeth back from fully accepting that the guy that she cares about both romantically but also as this figure that is someone that's always been in her life and has always kind of been someone for her the fact that that's kind of still there but fading it's obviously heartbreaking, but the fact also that Luke seems to still recognise something about her in his mind, even though he's basically gone, even basically being threatened that he's no longer going to exist in his body after this because Kronos is intending to destroy the mortal form of Luke and get a new body. All the same, the fact that there is still something there, this care for each other, this recognition of the importance of their past and this familial connection it it's almost a guarantee that something more is going to come of this like this is just a hint of what's to come and especially now they're heading up to olympus going after chronos you know something's going to come but to kind of summarize really overall these two chapters are really strong they're just like last week i'm a little bit disappointed about the continued love triangle element Though, thankfully, it seems to have started to fade away now. Or at least for now. Um, but we are leading into the end game of the story. The standoff with Chrono slash Luke is incoming. And um, we do actually have quite a few loose ends to tie up in this story. So, uh, how many chapters do we have? I think we've got... Th uh, hold on. Four chapters left? <laughs> Yeah, four chapters left, I think. Um, and yeah, so I am, I'm ready to go. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what happens and dive into the analysis of it all, especially with my final thoughts on this love triangle nonsense. I know people are not going to like me for it, but um, I'm ready to go. So 
yeah i want to thank you all f- oh wait no episode <laughs> this week's question of the episode oh i keep forgetting to do these um as in write them down i keep doing them but i keep forgetting to write them down um hmm okay what do you think about the possibility that Clarice should have been written to have an unrequited love for Selena? Yes or no? <laughs> um, I'm just intrigued to see how many people saw that idea. And I think a lot of people do because I've seen it mentioned a lot. But I'm intrigued to see whether it's an accepted headcanon. I know she's with Chris and I do feel sorry for Chris as a character because... He deserves bad as a character instead of becoming like a random love interest. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the idea that Clarice could have had an unrequited romantic feeling towards Selena, considering the symbolism of the story of Achilles in Patroclus? Uh, so that'll be going up on all our social media the day after this episode drops. So check us out there to let me know your answer or drop me an email. But yeah, thank you all for joining me today for today's chapters. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our own verse journey. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, where you should drop a follow, Apple Podcasts, we can leave a rating and a review, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Deezer, and basically wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Down Camp on various social media, at Best Down Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email <laughs> email me with your own thoughts, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com and I'll read it out at the end of the show. If you want to support me making this content, check me out on Patreon at A Healthy Dose of Fran. Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at A Dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. And subscribe to me on YouTube at A Healthy Dose of Fran. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I'll see, so I'll speak to you guys next time. Bye!